All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into Pinpointed. It is time to discuss the Wimbledon final. We have a new winner. Officially, after 10 years in running, Novak Djokovic of constantly winning on center court has officially come to a close. Carlos Alcaraz, the 20-year-old phenom, has just won his second Grand Slam, beating Novak in five straight sets in a phenomenal, thrilling final. Ads is on the call with me here, and I'm going to throw it to him first. I'd love to hear his reaction on the tennis finals, his thoughts on Akaraz versus Djokovic. Let me know what you thought, Ads. I would say that this match specifically was a display of mental fortitude from both Alcaraz and Novak at the same time. I think that Novak, especially in regards to the current era of tennis, is the best in regards to mental game. He's so strong up here that any issue that comes his way, he's able to resolve. Even though he's extremely animated towards his camp, he's always frustrated in certain cases. He broke his racket on the net post we saw uh, during part of the match, which, you know, he shows frustration. But again, it's within his control and it's within his limits. But well, then were overall, you surprised? Were you surprised how composed Alcaraz was? I mean, I think he has a really good coach. His coach um, is known for his training techniques. He's also known for teaching him a lot of his uh, ideas that he's learned in the past. I think it's his coach. I think it's his uh, uh, training team, uh, his exercise coaches. I don't know if he has a mental coach. Like, as we know, our, our fellow uh, compatriot, Iga Svantec, has a personal mental coach that she uses. I don't know if Alvarez has something like that, but um, I think he, he's he's old for his age. I feel like he's a hundred percent. He's a wise man for for his age at, at the ripe age of of twenty. I mean, I was surprised. Um, I didn't think he'd win the match, especially being down six one in the first. After that first yeah. set, I thought it was over. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, watching Novak play just perfect tennis in the first set. And I thought the moment might have been too big for Alcaraz. And now the, the the interesting thing is Alcaraz hasn't really played much on grass. So he had, I think he played one tourney, but overall just, you know, hasn't really gone deep in the tournament before. I think he made it to the fourth round last year, maybe the quarters, but just hasn't, you know, it's not like he's been here and done this on the sir. He's not even known to play well on grass ads. He's clay court player excellent on hard because he hits the ball so well it's like nadal nadal i mean the he was pretty young nadal was pretty young to win wimbledon but it took him years to eventually beat federer so i was totally surprised at him winning the match number one once that first set ended i was like it's over i i put i put the phone down turned it off went back to sleep because here west coast time 6 a.m the match started at 6 30 yeah. it was like all right 6 1 i was like okay well that's enough i'm going back to bed <laughs> i i have i i agree i think on grass especially for players to get used to it's really hard because the ball's coming at you extremely fast it's skidding everywhere and we saw notably especially in this year in wimbledon the grass was super slippery novak fell like four times during the match and he injured himself almost a few times. He was, you know, stretching his leg. So, I mean, you could see if the court, uh, some of that dirty area that isn't perfectly green in the backboard area where the lines are 
I mean, if that's so wet and so slippery, I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if the ball was slipping all over the place. I mean, you saw Alcaraz, he had to work his way around and become more comfortable with the ball skidding across the court. But again, it just shows what a remarkable player he is. He's able to adapt at such a fast rate that you don't really see in many players at such a young age. I mean, he's able to play his all-around game while, you know, being unfamiliar with the surface. I wanted to say, at the beginning of the match, he was struggling. I mean, it was 6-1. Yeah, yeah, it was a tight second set. He only won the tiebreaker. Um, Dude, that that second set could have gone Djokovic's way 100%. Easily. easily. He had the time violation, what, a 4-4, I think. Which, yeah. again, by the way, people going back and forth on that. I think it was a good call. I know in the situation, man, in a tiebreaker of a final in the second set, 4-4, you're calling the um, the time violation. But throughout the match, dude, his service games, when he's about to serve well, well over the pitch clock, multiple, multiple times. So the, the, uh, the head referee, very generous, very generous throughout the entire match. Yeah. yeah. And then people say, well, hey, you know, not the right time. You can't call that in the final of a second second set tiebreaker. Well, when is there a right time? You know, he had multiple times on break point when he went over the pitch clock. There's a little bit of wind. He retossed the ball. He waited a little bit. You know, there's never a right time. But he had two backhands there. It was six six, then six seven, and Alcaraz had that beautiful winner, uh, backhand winner on his serve. So it could have gone either way there. But if Joke won that second set, uh, I would have had Joke winning the match. And Alcaraz said it. I think he said he could have lost either way. He could have lost in straights. Yeah, and that's just. I think sure. that's just how it goes. I mean, Djokovic made the point 2019 against Fed. Fed a few match points. I mean, one of the most brutal matches I've ever watched as a Federer fan. <laughs> um, that he could have lost that one, and the same thing could have been here. I mean, he lost this one, but easily, you know, a few points gone his way, he could have won this one. I think there are like two major things that stuck out for me. Is one of the things is that. When I watch tennis matches, and I think everyone at home who watches tennis matches, especially when they're five setters, they see that each set goes to a separate person unless it's a blowout. And if it's, let's say, three sets they win in a row, Djokovic wins three sets in a row, yeah, that's normal. But a lot of the times when you see these big guys battling, you see like 6-4 uh, one person and then 6-4 the other person, 6-4 the other person. And it goes like opposing as if there are like waves in which That's the player, so the player wins that first set, they're on like a high of adrenaline and then they start to decrease on that second set and the other player wins. And then yeah. they're like, oh shoot, I have to win that next set. It's interesting because there isn't always a strategy of the player to be like, let's win these two sets or let's win these three sets consecutively. You know, they, they almost like their level starts to decrease a little bit because they feel more comfortable right. in that set. And you can see um in or the, the other player raises here. raises their level or the other player raises the game i think yeah, yeah. one of the crucial things is uh, alcaraz winning that third set because if it went to djokovic then he would have had to have two in a row Dude, alcaraz that, in that case that 26 minute game oh my god i mean that deflated djokovic on the third set i mean you can't it was hard to recover from that that was the double no, break yeah. i think if he if he he won that went up double break four one oh my lord incredible so many game. back and forths so many back and forths incredible so game many. okay so then I mean, Alcaraz now, two championships, two, I think he's won the U.S. Open and Wimbledon. He's under 20 years old, mm. or he is 20 years old. Mm. So based on the big four of Fed, Djokovic, Nadal, and Murray, he's got the most Ooh. titles at this age. None of them had... Uh, Not even Nadal? No, nope, maybe. None of them had two... Nadal had two titles at 21. 
but he's 20. So now a question shifts to how good will Carlos Alcaraz be? And I've got a little... I a prediction? Think, You're doing huh? a prediction? I've got a prediction on how good oh, he boy. can be. Oh, boy. And I think it's not even close. Not even close to how good they are or not even close? It's better. I think Alcaraz will go down to be the best player of all time. Wow. 100%. And there's one reason why. He will he will have 20 to 25 championships easily. Unless, again, something could happen. But if he stays healthy, health is a big thing. He's already had a few injuries. But if he stays healthy, dude, look at, there is nobody on tour. Yeah, I agree. That is remotely close. Yeah. And you know what? And when you think about the era of Federer, Fed had the first five to 10 years of his prime kind of before Djokovic and Nadal came into the picture. Nadal kind of came into the picture, started to win a lot, then started to win every French Open. Then Djokovic hit his prime. Federer started to wane out. Djokovic won a lot of titles. But there is no Djokovic or Nadal in this picture. It's all, imagine if Federer was Federer without Djokovic and Nadal. Federer wow. would have 40 championships. 50. Vice versa. So now Alcaraz is about to two at 20, could easily win U.S. Open. The kick literally have three championships before 21. But who's going to stop him? I mean, Yannick Sinner. I mean, I love the guy, but God dang, he's <laughs> freaking can't even hold himself Yannick, together here. No, the, the issue with Yannick is he, he doesn't move up enough. He's playing too much at the baseline. He's a baseline. He's a baseline warrior. He's got to move mean, up. I mean, Daniil hits from baseline the whole match. I mean, Daniil got destroyed in three sets. Six, three, six, he hasn't three, been six, back three. to his best self in months, years, actually. Yeah, you got to think about the surface a little bit too. So that's my. We I, didn't see. I have to say, we didn't see Nick. We didn't see Nick in this tournament. Not I think Nick. I think okay. I agree, but I think Nick could have thrown a wrench in for sure. He could have thrown a wrench, maybe. But dude, like Austin Straits, pretty much last year's final. I I I I don't know. I I can't really make a prediction yet. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, you could say yeah, he's going to win more than twenty five, sure. But like, just think about how many championships that is. 25 championships. I can't even fathom winning like two. Like 25? Uh, you have my, to be playing. My thing is, like, once Nadal leaves, Clay King is Alcaraz. Yeah, unless something happens. I want to see teams start to come in. If Dominic team starts to come in again, maybe Too he'll old. start playing in those finals. Too old. He's 29, like 29 years old, major injury. I don't know. Maybe he can win one. He's been making a comeback slowly. So I, in regards to Clay, in regards to Clay, I'm not saying anything else. Clay, you give favorite to Alcaraz. So then who do you give now favorite, let's say Djokovic and Nadal retire, to Grass? You almost have to give it to Alcaraz because he just won. Again, even, he's still getting used to the surface. He's still getting he used to would the surface. Even, I'm going to give it to him, but like... He would still be the favorite, I think, if Djokovic and him played next year. What's scary to me is that say, he has room for improvement. <laughs> That's the scary part. <laughs> the fact that he has room for improvement and he's already playing at this level is insane. Yeah, dude. And then go hard, hard courts more where anybody can really win, I think. Um, remember, the I remember the semis, I think, Sinner versus Alcaraz went five hours or what? Yeah. Into 3 a.m. I mean, Sinner battled him well. 
he could have easily won that match, vice versa. You know what I mean? I mean, you could say the same thing about grass court, right? I mean, grass court's really unpredictable. It's fast. You know, if you have a player who comes in with a massive serve and a good forehand, true, a quality backhand, good slicing. Uh, I mean, Alcaraz could be gone in the second round. Djokovic though said it. He said he's got attributes of all the three best players of yeah, Federer, yeah, true, Nadal, true, and himself. True. 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 So. I, I think his forehand is carrying him, but the fact that he has a solid, solid cross-court backhand that he steps into, he absolutely uh, smashes yeah. it cross-court, and he has that down-the-line capability. I mean, with the... Also, one more thing I wanted to say is also the drop shot. At the beginning drop. of the match, his drop shot, his drop shot was... Phenomenal. He was utterly confused at the beginning of this match uh, when he was playing Gil. Utterly confused. He couldn't find the length. Ball was skipping too much. He couldn't really go for it. He his disguise is always great. I think Alcaraz has got one of the best disguises other than Olga Runa on the tour. But if he gets his drop shot going and he's able to win those cat and mouse uh points, yet Djokovic is so known for winning. I mean, it makes sense that he's going to be winning against such a high quality. Player. And those are the points that Djokovic would always win. Too, always, dude. always. Oh, my Lord. So, so good annoying. at getting to the ball. <laughs> um. I would also, yeah, I agree. The drop shots were huge because that would change the dynamic of the point against Djokovic. Um, but One, even in the fifth set, dude, Djokovic played how he normally would play. Defensive, yeah. didn't have any unforced errors, especially in the first, I think, five or six games. Yeah. Zero. Zero yeah. unforced errors. Yeah. And was waiting for Alcaraz to give him match which he's done multiple times, Djokovic, by the way, play this style to beat these players, especially yeah. the young ones. Yeah. And credit to Alcaraz, he won it from him. Played aggressive the whole fifth set, which very hard to do in a final. Of a fifth set to hit your shots with that kind of power, the way you want it, especially with all the nerves. So I give massive credit. You know, I want to mention one more thing uh, in regards to Alcaraz. And I was worried when he was coming into this, if he was going to play a long match, I was worried about cramping because he said previous yeah, history yeah. of cramps. And um, I was looking, I was watching what he was drinking and seeing if he was having uh, uh, more electrolytes. Because, I mean, obviously electrolytes are going to help you, um, giving you some sort of salt content so you stop your cramping. And I saw he was taking, they actually took a shot of him during the thing with the camera him drinking like this little like bottle of something and he was like grimacing the commentators like McEnroe was like saying oh he's grimacing while he's drinking the, the whatever the water was or some sort of tonic of sorts and uh, I mean I was glad I was glad to see that he was taking his electrolytes because if he cramped during that match it would have been over I mean uh, Djokovic would have been like the French yeah, yeah that's it right I mean he has the opportunity but it's just gone because of something so simple like that so um Freaking, I was always surprised. Um, it's, it's one of the most controllable things. All you got to do is give the guy electrolytes. I mean, it's not obviously the only thing you have to do. There are a lot of other factors like heat and things, but at least give um, the player, give the, give the guy an option. Tell him to drink. Always the camp should be pointing at him. Galcaraz, go drink. Go drink more. Drink. Electrolytes. Take the tonics. <laughs> Take the tonics, man. Jeez. <laughs> Well, it's because, like, you don't want them to see him cramp. You know what I mean? Like, they're at this level where you got to prepare for that. You know what I mean? What, it, what, ain't easy, it ain't easy to control. Your, you know, your body's going to do one thing versus the other. This was one of the best Wimbledon matches I've seen in my life. This is number High three. High quality. 
This quality. is on my list. One of, yeah, one of. This was just a quality. It was a good quality match. Sometimes you watch the Wimbledon final or any championship final. The guy went straight sets or it's just a blowout. This was a high quality match. Like there was back and forths in the fourth set. Alcarez, I thought he was going to win fourth set. Djokovic came with came out with something. I don't know what he had. I don't know what happened. He was just able to bring it back to 6-3. That was surprising. Totally. Okay, uh, let's see if you agree with this. And this is going to be the top my top three Wimbledon finals based on what I've watched. Okay? Number one will be Federer and Nadal of 2008, where Nadal mm. won. That match forever will go down, I think, as one of the best finals ever. Mm. That's number one on my list for Wimbledon final. Number two. Well, was that the one with the passing shot? There yes. was like a passing shot down Multiple the line? Multiple passing the shots. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, number two is going to be Federer, Djokovic 2019. Epic five-set match. Mm. And then number three, I think, will be Alcaraz, Djokovic a few days ago. Yeah. Would you agree no, with those top three? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty good one. I think there are definitely some other ones up there, but I wouldn't I mean, you're going to put the last one ahead of any of those? No way. No, 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 no. I'm saying those are that's a pretty good list. I think that's okay, a pretty okay. good list. I think there are just some other ones maybe that I can't pull off the top of my head that are probably Wimbledon as good, final. I think that I think it's going to be third. Alcaraz Djokovic, third. Um, what about other tournaments? No, oh God, you're gonna be <laughs> gotta dig into the into the well here of memories of. Uh... Yeah, this would be tough. I mean, the issue is I have a lot of bias. A lot of my favorite matches are Federer because I love Federer. So. A lot of people who love Nadal will pick Nadal matches over anything else, so I don't even know. I mean, the Nadal, you know, one that comes to mind, Nadal Djokovic, Australian Open, that went five and a half, six hours almost, where they couldn't, when they had the trophy presentation, they had, they to, they had to bring out chairs. Yeah, I saw yeah, yeah. That was what epic final. Mm. Um, Those were the days. Those were the days of tennis. Del Potro against Federer with Del Potro won was a pretty big one, too, because Federer had won five in a row there. I wanted I wanted to bring up one more important thing that I noticed. Um, uh, the attention to detail by Djokovic on his service was one of the most crucial things that I think should be discussed everywhere. What do I mean by that? Djokovic is one of the only players on tour who bounces the ball as much as he does. He, I, almost every service, he bounces the ball at least seven times, maybe nine times. He bounces the ball. He breathes, right? He makes sure that his foot is right on the line, sideways right on the line. He's moving his foot, making sure that everything is controlled and normal. Now, as a returner, from personal experience, and I would say the same thing for you, you probably from personal experience and just watching Alcaraz, although he was keeping himself you know, calm, in his mind, he's like, geez, man, just serve the ball already. You know, I'm ready to return it. He's like hopping around, ready to go. But Djokovic always serving on his own it's time. It's a tactic. It's a tactic, I'm telling you. And the fact that not uh, many other players do that. I mean, you have Medvedev who comes to the line, bounces the ball once and just serves it. I mean, you have Fed in the past, bounces the ball once, serves it. A lot of people it, like to play fast. It's interesting, right? Curios also plays the ball, serves it. It depends on like your style of game, but I think it's fascinating that Djokovic is able to save so many break points, hit so many clutch serves because he's taking his time 
rather than getting worried by taking his time. Because for me, like if I took my time and bounced the ball nine times, I feel like I would get in my head more than getting into the rhythm of things, bouncing the ball once and then serving. Especially now that there's a clock. But Jokic so much just pressure. He's done that. He's done that for his entire for a long career. time. Yeah, for a long time. Um, and he he does it because he wants to play at his own pace. Slows it down, yeah. regroups. Um, especially after long points, gets some energy back. Uh, but it's like, yeah, I agree. I I mean, I it works. It works. And a lot of players might could get frustrated by that. I think they might be used to it by now. I mean, what? It's maybe five to ten seconds more. I mean, maybe they even like it because they get extra. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely is a tactic though, for sure. I don't think any other player really does that, except Joker. Not that long. Never. Not that long. No. That's why the whole time violation thing was fascinating, bro. Because they had multiple instances where he went over that clock, and I was watching that game, and I was like, dude, this is break point in this first second set, and I was like, dude, he's gotta call it. But then I was like, no, 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 give him a little leniency here. This is first one. Then the next game, another one. Tosses the ball up in the air. Another thing he did a lot was toss the ball up. And then, and then like, drop it back right. down. He's going to yeah, toss yeah. it again. And a lot yeah, of people yeah. like McEnroe was like, we got to change the rule to yeah. where you only get one toss. And you have really? to serve it off that one toss. Yeah, he said this years ago. That's fascinating. To speed up the game. But not a lot of people do multiple tosses. Um, it's not a big it's like, like a concern, yeah, yeah. but throughout the match he did. And then he dribbles again, eight times with the ball, serves <laughs> it. Oh, a little direction. There was a little bit of wind. So the, the true. referee was a little bit gracious true, true. multiple times, dude. He tossed it a few times for one serve and it went over 20 seconds or 24. I don't even know how many seconds is for the clock. Uh, yeah. The time clock. And I was like, dude, it's going to come to bite him in the butt. And one of these games, and it came to bite him in that tie break, which was why yeah. it was so crazy. Yeah. And I would be pissed if I was him too. But again, throughout that match, it could have been called multiple, multiple times. I mean, if you're coming from the Alcaraz camp, I mean, you would be 100% wanting that call to happen. I mean, if you get that first warning and then you get that second, you know, I mean, he's losing his first serve. And then he gets a second serve and then Alcaraz has a chance to, you know, go for yeah. uh, a, a return. Yep. Um. Yeah, one, one last thing I think the commentators also noticed is that Alcaraz made an adjustment. I think it was in the second set or the third set where he started to, um, rather than hitting full uh, returns, massive uh, forehand returns or massive backhand returns, he chipped them back in. One of my favorite players who does that is Vavrinka. Vavrinka, all he does every time is chip, chips it back backhand, in. It's like the way yeah, the, old, the old play, right? Backhand and forehand, just chip it back in. And I mean, his return percentage went up during that point and allowed him, you know, to get into the point and then work it out. And he that's was able to one. go toe to toe. He was able to go toe to toe. So that that's exactly what you need to do. Don't don't just miss your get, first return. Just to get into the point because he's so athletic. Yeah. That the second shot won't always. It's more important to get into it. Yeah. Um, and then battle from there than trying to go for something big and then miss Neutral, more. Neutralize often, the serve. You have to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Djokovic does that too. Oh, Djokovic, oh man, some of the backhand and forehand. Dude's a return maestro. I'm pin, sorry. Yeah. Hit into the back of the court and you're already somehow losing after. <laughs> maestro, you, you have no opportunity to, to get into the point off of this guy. I feel like it's the most deflating thing. I just hit a massive serve. 
great spin. Hits the line. Djokovic he positions himself perfectly. He's he's close to the line. He's not too far back. He's not like Medvedev all the way in the back of the back court, touching the cameras and the microphones in the back. He can give like a high five to the to the to the to the audience. Medvedev's about to triple like roll far. the ball, people. Ball boys <laughs> in the back of the line. He complains when there are ball boys back there because there are not enough space. All right, well, that was the final. I mean, I think he's going to be one of the best players. I think it's very hard not to see, especially with the competition out there. So dog, like dog water ads, like so bad. Um, maybe some of these players can step up. The final is fantastic. I'm putting a top three. I think you agree. Same top three. Um, and we're going to see the U.S. Open come around, and it will be mm. quite interesting. He'll be number one. Djokovic will be number two. Won't be surprised if we see that final come in New York in a few watch months. watch for the uh the the German Struf Struf on grass next year Struf I'm liking his chances maybe he's a, he's a strong strong player strong player big serve big forehand big backhand strong maybe, player. maybe in a few years <laughs> maybe in a few years <laughs> once again thank you guys for listening that is pinpointed where we looking at all your favorite sports every week give you little updates Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.